We're a week away from the Super Bowl, but we decided to bring some losers on to talk about just how dysfunctional things are with their franchises right now. We also got the Baseball Hall of Fame as we talk about dysfunction and the Tiger Woods documentary. You got to check it out. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and, and Biggie. All right, fellas. Almost didn't even do the show tonight. I don't know if you know this or not, but I was playing Wolf of Wall Street and I bought me a bunch of GameStop stock, but I can't do anything with it now. So I, I think I'm going to have to mortgage my house because I can't pay off this short sale. So you're just going to ride off into the sunset and leave us behind? I mean, I, that was the plan, and then uh, I couldn't sell it. It's just, mm. I'm stuck with it. And then I started getting some uh, letters from debtors and creditors, and I don't I don't know what happened, but I thought I knew how to play the stock market, and clearly I don't. Now I'm going down like a like a bad, bad, bad boy. You don't mess with Wall Street, baby. No, you don't. You're going to lose. <laughs> it's like Vegas. I just do what they tell me on the internet, and I figure it works. Wall Street's the professional mob. Their hitmen can come at you in different ways. Uh, I, I just love the fact that a, a company like GameStop is valued more than uh, Tesla is right now or uh, Delta Airlines. It's insane. It was, what, $40 last week? So, yeah, I, that's when you wanted to get in. It was at $40. Now it got up to like 380 or something like that. It was it was out, out of control. But, you know, I, there's always AMC movie theaters I could go after next. Who knows? Delta Airlines is kind of a piece of crap company, so I'm not surprised that they're down there, but anytime Elon Musk tweets or talks about anything, it helps it out. Either way, it was uh, entertaining to say the least. This is what happens when you don't get to go to live sports and you get to sit home and just read on the interwebs about all the things you can do with the stock market. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing, but damn it, they're bored and they're tired of sitting at home. If it's on the internet, it it must be true. (laughs) Just let us have live sports back and we'll be okay. So while we're still on the back burner waiting on live sports to happen, we get to talk about all kinds of nonsense and things that happen and, and what really made the news this week. And Mr. Brown, Biggie, I know we're all kind of waiting on baseball season and things like that. But the great thing about baseball is we get things that happen throughout the year that are entertaining. And we had the Hall of Fame. The vote came out. The 2021 20, induction class is loaded with absolutely nobody. What What happened and what I mean, so Schilling, Bonds, Clemens, they're on the ballot one more year. They're not getting in, right? I don't think any of them are. I think Schilling might get in with the Veterans Committee because his atrocities are personal outside of the game, not directly cheating, which is while Clemens and Bonds are always going to be viewed until maybe younger voters come along down the road. Maybe there could be something changed. But for next year, none of them are going to get in. And I think uh, Schilling's the only one of the three that could get in. Well, Biggie, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like Schilling, I, you know, the stats, he, he's kind of a fringe Hall of Famer. I think his postseason kind of puts him in there. But, you know, just because you say a bunch of crap on Twitter, like, I look, it's some of it was very bad. Like, I'm not saying I agree with everything that Kurt Schilling has ever said. Some of it not so bad. The problem is you're making him out to be a pariah, and we're just talking about what the guy did on the baseball field. And now he don't even want to be on the ballot next year. I will say one thing about Schilling and what he's done. You can judge him how you want to. Uh, Peter King was on Dan Pack just a while ago. Remember Darren Sharper from the NFL? <laughs> did, is he, did he rape somebody? Yep. Okay. Went to prison for it. He's one of the top 10 safeties of all time. Peter King had to present for him for his case to make it into the Hall of Fame. They base it solely off your career on the field, and I wish that it was that way with Schilling also. What was crazy to me, it's not a secret that no one in the media circles, they don't like the guy. They hate him. But, like, I got that. But he was 70% last year, yep. and that was about with Jeter, among others, that should have been in. Right? So there was clear competition last year, right? right? This year, there's no competition that he had other than the juicers, which, you know, we knew was probably not going to make it. The Bonds Clemens, that was it. He was the clear front runner at 70% this last year. He only jumps to 71%. You think it's a shoe in based on ability and lack of competition. He's going to gain that additional five. So, so not even just the fact that he's on the ballot with the cheaters and things like that. Like I, I thought that all three of them had their best shot this year. Like, if they're going to get in, it was going to be this year. Now, we know we ha- they have another year left, but, like, you had writers that – what was it? 13 didn't even turn in a ballot or Bl- something like that? Blank ballots. Yep. I mean, it just – Here's the thing, too. Terrible. If you're going to leave a blank ballot, then you shouldn't be voting. 
If right. you don't want to vote for Schilling, pick someone else on that list and vote for him. Like, you can make some arguments for some others. I have no problem picking 10 people off this list, and I already did my list. But, like, right. it's just crazy. Like I get tired of the writers saying, I won't let you in because the skeleton's in your closet. I see you, but you don't know where mine are, and I don't like you, so I'm not going to vote for you. Well, and that goes to what I kind of wrote about yesterday was, you know, the subjectiveness to all this. Like, you know, you're trying to use a moral compass to depict who's a good, virtuous person and who's not. And there, there are there are plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame that are just jackasses, that are terrible people. I mean, from people involved with the White Sox, Black Sox scandal to – Ty Cobb. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, we got pitchers that have cheated. I mean, let's be real. Babe Ruth wasn't the most virtuous of people. No. It's very clear. <laughs> if you but, but he's follow the story. He, he was in the inaugural class. I Ted mean, Williams wasn't well-liked by the media, but he's right, in. Right. And, and, like, the the point is, when you start to say that the integrity and the character and all this stuff matters, like, that, that's where – and I'm not saying this stuff doesn't matter. Like, I think when you're raising your kids to idolize certain sports figures, you want somebody that is virtuous and true. Don't get me wrong. We're not saying that you put Bonds and Clemens and Schilling at the top of your virtuous Mount Rushmore. The point is what they did on the field happened. You can't act like it doesn't happen. And it's like I said yesterday, if it's the same thing as when the NCAA vacates wins and takes trophies away, like, no, that stuff already happened. The kids involved, whether they were on the right side or wrong side, they played in the games. It already happened to ignore history is ridiculous to me. Now, if you want to put asterisks and all kinds of different notes and footnotes on about what happened, then so be it. But my God, how do you not acknowledge what happened? But that goes to the same argument with Pete Rose. And again, if you want to put him in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Hall of Fame. Don't give him a ceremony. Do it for the fans. Acknowledge that era of the game exists. They don't even need to be an asterisk. Just put them in. It is what it is. It's history. Baseball history. It's that simple. Or take Bud Selig out because it's his damn fault. He oversaw this. And he overlooked it and it was fine because he needed yeah, to put Bud back the ratings. in the ratings. The strike killed us. We needed the, the juice. If anyone has a case as far as they should be in with everything that's went on in the last 40 years, it's Pete Rose. I can bet in the stadium now on everything. Don't let him back in the game. He shouldn't be in the game. He went against, you know, an oath, a standard. Sure. The Hall of Fame's a museum. So what you're saying, he was a man ahead of his time. <laughs> Just imagine if he was in the dugout with a cell phone now. have a sponsorship with DraftKings or something. Bringing the closer <laughs> in in the eighth here. It's terrible. So let's look forward to next year real quick. Um, we, we can all agree, though, that Schilling, Bonds, and Clemens should be in, correct? Yes, absolutely. Those top three, that, don't, those don't, are shoe-ins. Don't leave them anywhere like, near to, the game of baseball. To me, put them in the hall. Schilling's a fringe Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Now, Bonds and Clemens, they were generational talents. Yes. Like, Bonds the best hitter that ever lived. Ever. Clemens, lived. you could argue in the 80s and early 90s, he was probably one of the top Three, five right-handed power pitchers that ever pitched the game on right. over 100 years. Uh, how many Cy Youngs Clemens win? More than showing seven. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, didn't Bonds win? How many MVPs seven. did he win? Yeah, uh, Schilling won. Schilling won zero Cy Youngs, by the way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're still saying he should. Well, be Well, like you said, Schilling gets elevated because of his postseason play, the bloody sock. Yeah, you know, starting pitcher on what three different uh, World Series teams. Yeah, I mean he he was a he was a gamer. I yep. mean he made it happen. But so uh, can I can I bring up two guys? Are we done with those top three? Well, I mean I was so let's tie it into next year. So I, I wanted so, to talk about two more guys that so are on the ballot. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Just because Ozzie Smith can run out on the field and do a backflip. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer. He hit 262 for his career. So are you going to bring up uh, a center fielder? In no, the, uh... I, I'm bringing up Andrew Jones, who's the best defensive outfielder I've ever seen ahead of King Griffey Jr. Right. He just couldn't hit like Junior. Right. But I'm also bringing up Omar Vizquel, so who this... also is a defensive wizard and has 2,800 hits. So would you say that these guys are arguably better defensively than Ozzie Smith? I can't say they're – I mean – the different positions. It's hard to compare a shortstop and a. But again, I, I guess my point is with Viscal to uh, Ozzy is Viscal is a better overall hitter than Ozzy, so it makes up for it. Even if there's a small gap right, in defense, right. but if there was, it wasn't a lot. Ozzy, I'm sorry, uh, Omar just wasn't as flashy. Well, and doesn't he have a domestic violence thing hanging over him too? I don't know about all that. I, I, sure. I thought he did. I haven't heard of that I, one. Oh God, somebody. I will that. say, if <laughs> Ozzy's in, Viscal should be in because. They were equal players. He was a much better hitter. So what he lacked defensively, if you're going to put him into the Hall of Fame for what they did on the field, is there. Andrew Jones, I think, had the biggest jump from last year to this he year. Did. Last he year, did. he was at 19%. What was he at this year? 35, 36? Yeah, he was at uh, 34. How long yeah. has he been on the ballot? I'm not sure. I have to look it up. So, I mean, that, that's a guy that can still climb. But so you I guess at, the, but the point is, like, 
how do you justify defense? Are we going to honor it or are we not? Just because you're not flashy, but it's you're still doing your thing. And Andrew had over 400 home runs. Oz, or Vizquel, 2,800 hits. Yeah. I think uh, Andrew Jones' career, where it's buttered out into his early 30s, if you look at his prime years with what he did defensively, he's kind of like an Aussie. You can say he had a lower batting average or he didn't do this or that offensively. Look at what he did defensively. One of the greatest, well, I mean – top three defensive center fielders in the history of baseball, and you can't argue that. So, so let me ask you this as you go into next year, and this is a loaded question that's going to have a lot of dialogue behind it. So you have A-Rod and Ortiz that, that come on the ballot, and you have another year with the three guys we just talked about on there. So do the two you're talking about with Vizquel and, and – um, like, do they do they jump at all, or, or do they, they still have another – do they have to wait on those 70 percentage votes uh, for those three guys to fall off? Yeah, I think they'll keep climbing a little bit. I know Schilling said he doesn't want to be on next year's belt. They'll keep him he, on. He'll he, not his choice. He, can, he can say it all he wants. It's good grandstanding, yeah. but it's not going to change. Uh, I, I do think those two will climb, but I don't know, Mr. Brown. Do you think that they, of those two, which one would get in the Hall of Fame? Of uh, Andrew or Omar? Yeah. Neither one's going to get in. Neither? No. Uh, ever? No. Okay, because so, that's the, the interesting thing. So when you, They you, should, but they won't. So you look at – or because they still got time, and they're, they're still getting enough votes to be on there for a while. It, it, just, it makes my skin crawl that we got Harold freaking Baines in there. <laughs> I know, right? And like, how oh, drives so, me so freaking does, Mostly D8. What's your prediction on a guy like uh, A-Rod and Ortiz next year? Oh. I, I mean, do, what type of votes do they get? Ortiz will be higher than A-Rod. Yeah, he I will. would say I think Poppy is around 70% next year. Now, really? Now remind me, did, he did, so did Poppy ever get suspended? No, he oh. was in the preliminaries on the Mitchell report. It was supposed to be private. It came right, public. Right. And then he never felt a test, never yep. had an issue. This is what that. changes it for me. So, like, that's the difference with A-Rod. He served time. He admitted it. He was penalized by baseball by breaking the rules of Big the steroid time. Big time. Uh, policy. So – you got your Ortiz, you got your Bonds, you got your uh, Clemens. Those dudes never failed a test and never got suspended for right. it. So those guys should be in. A-Rod, I don't I, – I have no problem if the writer holds A-Rod out because he he clearly broke the rules. Yeah. Now, Poppy should be in first ballot. So Poppy – so here, here's the thing with him, and I, I I don't know if he'll get in first ballot, but I think, I think it'll be a big – because I think there's going to be so many votes with the, the last three hanging on. It'll just be a – you'll probably have like four guys with 70% and nobody get in. I mean, gr- granted the balls fly out quicker now than they did when Edgar Martinez played, and it should have taken that long for Edgar to get in. But Poppy's kind of like Edgar Martinez 2.0. I mean yeah. – and he's got such a postseason resume. Well, and is there not a guy that's more beloved by a fan base? Is there not a guy that's been a more humanitarian for the game of baseball? Like that, he, he That's lives the perfect that. word. He is beloved, and that's why he'll get in. I don't think he gets in for his ballot, but it wouldn't shock me. He didn't fail a test, and he was the Red he Sox heart city of uh, Boston. I mean, Love you. Look at Pudge. Wow. He was associated. Pudge was is in. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I know, right? Piazza? I, why not? I mean, I, again, the lack of consistency no, is you're baffling. Right. That, that's is. the problem with You know what this. they should do is just call it, this year we're putting all the cheaters in. Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, you all get in. Yeah, we're not even voting on it. Just take it from the sports writers and yep. put them in. Yep. <laughs> it's just uh, the, the drama is going to continue for at least another 10 years because until you get far away enough removed from the late 90s and early aughts, it's continuously going to be out there. And I, and trust me, like I know we have people that are listening that will say keep all the cheaters out, and, and I understand that. I, I'm not arguing. That's your opinion. That. That's fine. I, I, what I'm saying is that – when you're going to say that, you got to be consistent. Unless you're going to start ripping down plaques out of the, out of Cooperstown, then how, I don't I don't see how that works. No spitballs, no nothing. Right? Like I mean, you can't. No George Brett with pine tar. It, it's a line in the sand, not a not a dotted line. West Virginia boy. <laughs> it, it's just Glendale. Ah, uh, so uh, my prediction right now is is that uh, Big Poppy gets in, and I'm hoping that. Uh, Schilling has scared the shit out of everyone to force him to go in, but I don't I, see it happening. I don't think it'll so happen. I think it'll be Poppy by himself. All right, last question I have for both of you. Will A-Rod get enough votes to even stay on the ballot for year two? Yes. I think so, too. See, I don't think he will. 
I don't think he will because he's got more clear-cut evidence against him. Now, there's two schools of thoughts. You can say that he played within the game. He served a suspension. That all impacted his stats and, and his standing and things like that. Listen, but his wife sang at the inauguration. They'll find a way to keep him on the ballot. <laughs> he Come is, on now. They got at least doing, four more years hey, he's going to be on it. You know what? And, and, and <laughs> he's, he's going in this year. <laughs> initially, he didn't handle it real well, uh, but he's done better in later years about kind of owning up to it and, and stri- trying to still be a part of baseball. So maybe that gives him a little you know service, but – I, I'm just telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody just turns a blind eye on A-Rod. I mean, we hope he stays in because he's near and dear to, dear to our hearts because he's our own personal Chad Stennett here. So we want him to stay on the ballot because he's our guy, just like Chad's our guy. Ah, I Six hate your degrees face. of Chad the Mark. <laughs> That's right. Paragon of Rooster. You guys can go to hell. We love you, brother. I know we just got done talking a lot of baseball, but we had something on social media here that, that I just wanted to bring up, and we, we were putting out fictional – pictures from like movies and things like that and just trying to get everybody's take on like who the best one was but before i i get to the list that you made mr brown speaking of fictional pictures is nolan ryan not in that category what were you telling me today about nolan ryan i mean a lot of people may not know this it was when he was 63 years old and the astros were in, i don't know what year it was exactly we'd have to do the math but he gets out there he walks out to do ceremonial first pitch he don't just throw the ball like most people would he walks out to the mound. Gets on the rubber. Right. All right. And Jim Sunberg, who caught him back when he pitched for the Astros, gets down to squat to catch it like he's just going to throw him a pitch. And then Nolan kicks – leg kick from hell, <laughs> rears back, throws the ball, and it registered on the radar gun at 86 miles an hour at age 63. Now, how many times do people do a ceremonial pitch and the radar gun's not even up, right? It's crazy. But Nolan Ryan goes out there even at 63 years old and somebody had the wherewithal to go, you know, we, we better radar just, this. Let's just put it up just to be safe. Yeah, just in case. Well, then Jim Sunberg, he goes down to catch it and he has khaki pants on, not thinking anything, and he, he rips his pants right in the crotch. Uh, he stands up and he's like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> so, so, like, we have fictional pictures we're going to talk about, but we, we were saying that Nolan Ryan is like Paul Bunyan. He is. Like, I mean, that, I'm not saying insane. he's even like top five ever. He's not. No. Statistically, That's he's got the seven no hitters, but no Cy Youngs. But we know where we feel like he falls in, in right. baseball history. Right. But he, he's got more folklore than any pitcher in the history of the game ever. That's what happens when you play for seven decades. Right. <laughs> right. So it's there. So speaking of folklore, we have some, some pitchers. So who was on the list? Who did we have that we put out there to ask the We Don't Know Sports Nation about if they had to pick a fictional pitcher, who would they roll with? Well, we have Steve Nebraska. Okay. For the Yankees. Who that, got dropped the, off that, in a helicopter. That's from the scout. Right. Right. Brandon Frazier. We got uh, Eastbound and Down. Uh, what's that guy's name? I've never watched Kenny Eastbound. Powers. Kenny Powers. Have you guys watched Eastbound and Down? I've watched a few episodes, but it's a big hit. Everybody tells me yeah, I need to watch They love it. it. All right. Fireworks going off. He's down in Mexico. It's a good time. <laughs> you got Henry Rudebaker. R- 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 <laughs> Gardner. In his, in his prime, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, he's coming out of the Cubs bullpen or whatever he needs to do to throw a wild pitch. <laughs> you got Billy Chappell for the Tigers. Okay. Wild thing, Rick Vaughn. And you got uh, Lelouch. What? Lelouch. Lelouch. From Bull Durham. And he's he's pictured here in his uh, jockstrap. You, you on got him shirtless and jockstrap only, right? Yeah. Okay. That, so that's he, he was a classic case of uh, Crash Davis trying to get the guy to realize his talent. So, so who, who overwhelmingly won the poll? It's a wild thing. All right. So my, my question real quick is just, do you guys agree with the poll? And then when you tell me what you think, I have to tell you what's on my mind about one of these specific guys. I'll just say this. Wild thing does come out as being the most dominant. Did wild thing ever throw a perfect game? Because Billy Chapel did it in Yankee Stadium. So I'm going with Billy Chapel. Uh, look, did you see what Steve Nebraska did? Oh, uh, see, that's where I was going to go. So is that, is that, are you on the same page with me, or is Steve Nebraska an afterthought? I, I just don't like Brendan Fraser as a baseball player. Oh, it's terrible. And the movie was terrible. The movie was so terrible. So I, I kind of overlook it. So, so for to me, it's Wild Thing or uh, Billy Chapel. Rick, Rick Vaughn at which least. Which was the top two. Rick Vaughn at least seemed like what a realistic pitcher would be, even if you go to the sequel, like he had his ups and downs. No, he, he had the great arm action and motion, and a lot of that was because he, I guess he pitched in high school, and I think he had a chance in yeah, college. Yeah, And then, like, in, in the movie, like, he wasn't completely dominant. Like, he would get owned by certain people. Right. Uh, but the thing about Steve Nebraska, uh, so, again, you already said it. The scout sucked. It was a terrible movie. Brendan Fraser's not believable as a pitcher. But – 
they they essentially had him throw the perfect perfect game, right? Like it's all he did was just throw a strike every pitch and and completely struck out twenty seven batters. I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. So, like, if you're trying to build a team, if you can take one guy, you know, you want to take that version of Steve Nebraska. But it's so stupid and over the top. It's what made the movie even worse than it was. It's like if you're playing a video game and you're really good and you put it on rookie level. You're on rookie. Yeah. It's 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 asinine. It's got to be somewhat believable to me. You know, if you like Wild Thing, he had his ups and downs. You see that in pitchers, even the really great pitchers. Uh Billy Chapel, it's Costner. He always looks good. Yep. He was it, but they, they were like they were they were in the minors in Bull Durham too. So like I hold that yeah. against him. You're only doing that against minor league scrubs. So right, right, uh, right. That, you you lose a couple spots. Yeah. Not happening. So the the we don't so, know sports nation's right. He but, had his time with Susan Sarandon, so that helped. Him. Uh, Dude, they're absolutely right. Here's the crazy part about that was. So let me go through this. You have twenty seven thousand people interacted with this post. Okay. okay. You have Wild Thing doubled up on Billy Chapel for first and second. So clearly first. Wild Thing, then Billy Chapel, and then, well, I, so I'm, I'm sorry, I looked at it wrong, but you got uh, Bull Durham. He, he came in third, but he was also the like emoji. So, so you, you gave him the benefit. So really, of the doubt. he's like fifth, correct? So like, if you're if you think that everyone on the internet's idiots, then he should have won. Then yeah, <laughs> but to it, Henry Rowengardner was fourth. I mean, come on. And then uh, Kenny Powers, and then uh, Steve Nebraska actually came in last. Uh, yeah, because the movie sucked. It was but so I'm just bad. saying, statistically speaking, right. Steve Nebraska it, it's clearly, was the clearly, best clearly. That's all. Anyway, it was a garbage movie. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. But you know what, Brendan Fraser? Congratulations. At least you made our list. What is up? We don't know Sports Nation. Now is the time that we ask fans all across the world to take off the filter, rip off the Band-Aid, and tell everyone exactly what is on their mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for No Filter. Now joining the show is our first time ever, our fan segment. No, no Filter. No Filter. We have diehard fans from both the Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers. Up first is uh, Geeker representing Bills Mafia. What up? <laughs> oh, that was terrible, Geeker. Come on, Geeker. On the other side, we got Mr. Gallo representing the Green Bay Packers. That's what I'm saying. Hey, Green Bay Packer Nation got let down, but you know what? We'll be back. We still got Rodgers. He ain't going nowhere. You hope. You hope. <laughs> That's what you think. You hope you got Rodgers. Right? <laughs> So, so we really wanted to go out and find some fans. Like, we have two weeks before the Super Bowl. We know that the Bills and the Packers, man, they were close. They were right there on the precipice of greatness, but they didn't get it done. And, you know, we feel for the fan bases. So while we're in this dry week where we don't have any actual football happening this week, we wanted to go to the teams that were close but no cigar. So we're going to start out. We're going to go to Bills Mafia. We're going to go to Geeker. We're going to ask you. So let's just ask straight up. You know, you guys were in the AFC Championship game. You got hit by the steamroller that is the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and company. Like, where's your heartbreak level at right now on a scale of 1 to 10? How you feeling? Did you expect to win? Uh, Where are you at? I did. I personally – uh, only thought we would win if we only scored touchdowns and didn't kick any field goals because <laughs> I do not underestimate Patrick Mahomes. And uh, the heartbreak is real, but we've been there so much that it's it's nice to see us somewhere better than just not making the playoffs, to be honest. So what you're saying is you're numb to it by now. Not so much numb as much as uh, realistic about Mahomes' talent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you recognize your opponent, but for the Bills Mafia – like, this isn't about a Jacksonville playoff game. You guys actually had a good run here, so you got to be feeling pretty good. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel about this season? I feel I feel like a 9, man. You know, we, we achieved a lot. We got pretty far, and uh, we ran into the what I consider the next franchise in the NFL to beat. I mean, they are a juggernaut. All right, let's flip the script. Let's go over to the Packers. So the Packers, like I personally thought the Packers were going to the Super Bowl. Mr. Brown and Biggie on our show were picking Tampa Bay. They were going with the Bucks. So Gallo, like what happened, man? Like what, what was the deal with the Packers? They were at home. 
You know, I, I, I don't want to say they were overconfident. Um, you know, it just, it just, the game didn't start off the way it should. I mean, we did win the toss, but then Tom Brady, I mean, we got Brady. We got Brady. That's why I'm going to put it. We got Brady. Yeah. And uh, Kevin I know King, that feeling. Oh, I know. Kevin <laughs> King. Oh, I know. Hey, I'm not used to it because we're Packers. We don't play. We don't face those guys that much. So, or the Patriots. I hate that they suck now anyways. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> bottom line is, bottom line is, Kevin King got, got exposed. I, the first half, the first half friggin' touchdown to end the first half. I, I lost my mind. I only had one beer, and 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 I I pretty much didn't finish that beer because of that one play. I just didn't want to drink. I was <laughs> stomach, and 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 he, he and then the first of all the first touchdown to Evans in the first quarter. I mean, uh, he's jumping up like way too early, like a college corner. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? What's going on there? I mean, hey, let me jump right now, and then all the passes like uh, later, but. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, it it, it 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 stung. It's still stinging, but but to me, uh, the defense is what let down this game. Rodgers had a great stat line. He did, he did. But the thing that pissed me off the most was the second half. We intercept Brady, and we go three and out, three and out. I yeah. I, I tip my cap to the defense of. Tampa Bay. That's why I think I'm going. Well, we'll go into that later. But you know where I'm going the Super Bowl. I can tell you that right now. All right, we'll, we'll definitely get to that later. So, on a scale of one to ten, how, how successful was your season? Um, I say that it was a ten up Ooh. until uh, Sunday, and then it went to a nine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that's fair enough. <laughs> it, it felt like so. So, what you're saying is it should have been a Super Bowl victory. That's why it was a ten. But now that you lost, We're you had to in take it. We're at we're at Lambeau Field. This is Aaron Rodgers' friggin' first time having an NFC Championship game in Lambeau, and they shit down their leg. They literally <laughs> down their leg. Aaron Jones. Oh, don't get me started with Aaron Jones, dude. The dude had a great season, and then he decides just to fumble two times. He got saved the first time by Tanya, don't, don't. and then he then he <clears throat> oh, and then he gets lit up. He gets lit up, and then he didn't come. And then he doesn't come back for the rest of the game. Which I had a prop bet that he'd have over sixty-two yards rushing, and he fucking shit that. Oh, hey. don't get me started on an Aaron Jones. I had him for fantasy Aaron. football, and that bleep let me down. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Great, I don't like it. He had a great year. He's he gone. Year. He's gone. He had a great year. Right. As you can see, I don't have any hair left. I keep pulling it out because of that damn game. But yeah, you don't have nothing left to grab. He struck a nerve, man. Let's move on. All right, so we, we get an Aaron Rodgers. Everybody hates you, or not Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. My Jones, bad. Aaron Jones. All right, so so let, let's circle back. Let's go back to Bills Mafia. So you know, it, it was it was an interesting year here. So you guys really saw some some you know change in in progression. You became the dominant force in the AFC East. So even though you have this heartbreak, how do you feel about next year? How do you feel about the the years going forward? Are you optimistic or you kind of feel like this was your chance what are your thoughts right now oh, i'm extremely optimistic man josh allen looked like he took that step that mitchell trubisky can't take and i am super <laughs> excited for him man he he's on point we got a legit number one receiver we just got to figure out this run game man we got to figure out how to get the ball up the middle for 510 every once in a while because if we can't run we ain't doing nothing dude you took my words out of my mouth are y'all ever going to get a run game because i also had singletary and my God, son, y'all got to run the ball. If you give dude, any, a, any kind of help to Josh Allen, dude, you're good. I have a Moss dynasty lead. I draft Moss. every Buffalo Bills running back till we get one. <laughs> know, Moss has got, hey, Zach Moss has got talent. He just got hurt. Yeah, he got to stay healthy. That's part of it. Absolutely. That's part of it. So are you yeah. worried at all about the Patriots bouncing back from this year? Because they've been the thorn in the proverbial I mean, side. You got to watch out for Belly, especially if he gets a, a quarterback, a legit quarterback. I don't know why they went with Cam Newton. That's stupid. What, Cam's but, not uh, legit? Miami, if Miami gets a quarterback, man, Flores is a good coach. Well, Miami's also had 92 draft picks in the past two years, so you got to watch out <laughs> for them. So. All right, so a rebuild. So you gotta get a few right. So if you had to pre give me a prediction for Bills Mafia next year, what's the record? Where do you think you guys go? Uh, legitimately, I, there's no reason we can't go 13-3-14-2. Um, wow. Easily matching up against KC. I like our odds. You know, I like us being the the Colts to the Patriots for the next ten years. So I'm right there with you. I, I'm not a Bills fan by any means, Raiders, but I we suck. God help me, we suck. So. <laughs> 
you're rebuilding still. <laughs> They're since, always rebuilding. Since uh, Rich Gannon. Yeah. Since Rich Gannon. Yeah, it's like uh, Gruden's part owner yeah, now. You're rebuilding yeah. forever. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Hey, Waller. So, Waller's a baller. Waller Waller's is. a baller. Waller. I love that tight end. Dude, badass. So I'm right there with you there. We're only a game apart. Like when I think of the Bills for next year, I'm thinking 12 and 4, 13 and 3. So we're right there within a game. So there's not much Absolutely. homerism there. So I'm right there with you. A few breaks, either way. I'm right there with you, yep. uh, Geeker. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. So, so let's switch gears. Let's go back to the NFC and let's ask Packer Nation, the cheeseheads. So you guys were on the cusp of another Super Bowl but didn't get it done. So there's a lot of questions in Green Bay. So what's your predictions for next year? What are your prognostications? Uh, How's Cheese Nation going to do? It, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. The NFC North is weak as hell. Weak. <laughs> and, and the Bears – the, I hate to say it, the Bears, the Lions, and Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers is your daddy. It is. It's just the way it is. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this loss stings so bad that you're going to see moves by this Packer team that no one's ever seen before. They're going to go out and get some people. I have a feeling because Rodgers is getting older. He doesn't want to go through another game, 13-win season, get to the champion NFC Championship game and lose. They're going to get some supporting cast members now. Because they know, but I know that salary cap is a major issue. I think mm -hmm. Aaron Jones is gone. I think Jones is gone. Um, I don't know. I'm hearing rumors about J.J. Watt coming to town. Ooh. But you know what? I think, I think that guy's career is almost done. I don't know if he's the answer. But but overall, I'm, I'm factoring 13, 14 wins again next year. I Ooh. really do. But I don't know what our schedule is going to be. But the fact that we play the Bears twice, the Vikings yes, twice, did. and the Lions twice – well, that's what two, four, that's six. at least five wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love all that. Like I'm with you that you, you know, the NFC North is trash. Like I get that. Kirk Cousins yes. can't now, win. Now, Kirk now. Cousins <laughs> is good for stats, but he can't win. We know the Bears are trash. The Lions, they're even getting rid of their best player. Stafford's going to be gone. Ooh, so uh, you, you, that, you should be feasting good. off of those two. So my question is, like, you have such optimism. Like, are you for certain Aaron Rodgers is coming back? You mentioned the the cap issues. Like, that's all good, right? Look, he wants another contract. He's Detroit. He's going to negotiate another contract. You know what? It happens in baseball. It happens in a lot of sports. Some guys do take a little less cash sometimes to help the, for the greater good. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is like that. But I know for a fact that things are going to happen. We're going to lose some players. We have to because what we have right now just ain't working. I mean, back-to-back -back NFC Championship games, and you granted the Niners were on fire, and they ran the ball 300 yards against us. But look, overall, <laughs> I am that optimistic. It's Aaron Rodgers, it, 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 the Packers would be extremely stupid. He's under contract right now, number one. Number two, the only way Rodgers is not a Packers is if he quits playing football. There, there's no way. I mean, he, you can't. He's got to finish out his contract. Did you say or, the same thing about Brett Favre? <laughs> uh, Favre, mm. yeah, but you mm. know, Favre had Aaron Rodgers get him, right behind him. <laughs> Favre, yeah. Favre, Favre had Rodgers sitting on the bench for four years. Jordan Love is not ready. Uh, you, you don't know that. He ain't ready. He ain't ready. Gallo, <laughs> Gallo, remind me again. What's the record next year? Uh, for the for the for the Packers, absolutely. Yes, I say thirteen and three again. Wow. I'll say 13 again. Woo, 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 and that's with Aaron Rodgers. Homer alert. Homer alert. <laughs> Homer alert. Hey, hey. Time out. Time out. Time out. What quarterbacks does Aaron Rodgers have to face next year? Let's um, think about that. If he's in Green Bay, I agree with him. He's on. I don't know. If he if he's playing on the Jets, it's hard to say. So, oh. so hey, I'm out here in Los Angeles, and the Rams are talking about getting Rodgers. Can you believe that shit? I yeah. can. <laughs> they need him. Rodgers, Rodgers owns a, a house, a mansion in Malibu. He's a Cali boy. He's a NorCal guy. But uh, but you know what? The Rams are begging. that The Rams are in trouble because Goff, they're finding out he's not that good. He's not. So we're going to see what happens. Goff's terrible. But from an outside perspective, thinking of the Packers, I'm looking at the Packers with no homerism. I'm thinking ten and six. So is you're that, you're that, way off base, wait, brother. Wait a minute, is that with Rodgers or without Rodgers? That's with Rodgers. That's with Rodgers. So his that's... his gray nutsack ain't getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, the Packers have got to overcome a $30 million deficit on the salary cap right now, which would be roughly Aaron Rodgers' salary. So, Why well, wouldn't Aaron Rodgers take a discount double check to come back? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Discount double check. He's making, it, he's making <laughs> enough money on the side. He doesn't need that NFL money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Hey, he's grabbing another celebrity hey. girlfriend, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to be fair, ten and six, whether I think it or not, it's we off a game or two. That's still going to win your division. That's probably winning because it's because yeah, do- it's dog shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But hey, but hey, trust me, the Aaron Rodgers jersey will be put in a frame. I'll put it in a frame if he leaves. I mean, I'm not going to put it on anymore if he leaves. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna support the next quarterback. You know, whoever that may be. But. Uh, you know, he's 37 years old, and like I said, he's still under contract. He's going to have to quit. The, the the CEO, I know they don't have an owner, but he already said, what do you think, I'm an idiot to let Aaron go? It ain't going to happen. Now, you'd be stupid that. if you let him go. I'll say that. So, so now that we've gone through some heartbreak here, let me circle back, and we'll go back to Bill's Mafia here. But this, is a, this is a question for both of you guys. So you guys seem to be lifelong fans. We believe you to be true and 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 absolutely loyal to your fan bases here. So what's worse, the fact that the Bills have finally won a playoff game, but they've gone all this time. You've lost four Super Bowls in a row with Jim Kelly. You finally got the chance to get back, and it didn't work out. And then you also got Green Bay, who's had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers over a 30-year period and <laughs> only went to or only won two Super Bowls. Like, what's worse? So, Bill's Mafia, like, how are you feeling? Is it, is it worse that you guys have underperformed? What's going on here? Which is worse? I feel like – the Bills Mafia is in a good place. I would hate to have the greatest player on the planet and only have one championship. <laughs> oh, wait. That's Mahomes. Touché. Never mind. He's about to get two. He is. Touche. And I'll say for, for the Bills' sake, Josh Allen reminds me of uh, younger Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he could run it. He could throw it. Um, I, I, I have a, a – not, not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, bob and wheat, bobbing on the Buffalo train, but I, I see Buffalo going – up and I see the Packers plateauing right now until they get some key parts. I agree with that. And that's I agree with that. So to me, I wake up. Uh, not I, I hate preseason ball games, but Absolutely. week one of the NFL, I'm I'm already looking where the Super Bowl is going to be played as a Packer fan because you got Aaron Rodgers, and that's the way I look at it. You should. But anything less shitty. All right. So if if you had to uh, look forward to next year, so the Bills. And the Packers, maybe they magically meet in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, let's I thought start. it was going to happen this year. What, what's 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 the final score? So right now, if the Bills today played the Packers, so Geeker, what's the score this year? Do I get to control them in Madden, or is it for real? No, no, no. This is for real. So you're at home screaming real, about real, all the bad things that happen. We're in the 28-23, range. The Bills winning? So you're taking the oh, Bills always. to win? Okay. All right, Gallo, are the Packers beating the Bills? I think this loss has has burned so bad in Aaron that it got him to the point where he was saying, I don't know what the future holds. This is what's going to happen. If he gets into the situation where he's in the Super Bowl uh, and it gets against the Bills, it's, if the Bills don't have a running game, it's a blowout. It's going to be 42 to 23. Oh. Hey, Gallo, do you think your coach kicks a field goal with uh, two minutes left to lose the game? He won't be in that situation. That the worst coaching decision I've ever seen. They're going to have a new coach. <laughs> hey, 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 I Seriously, agree. You got the GOAT on the other side, and you're going to kick a field goal when you got Aaron Rodgers? Come on. We brought know, that up I last week. That. But, hey, put, put your Matt LaFleur hat on. You just picked <laughs> off Brady twice in the second half. You just, your defense has been holding Tampa Bay to nothing in the second half. He's got three timeouts, two-minute warning. Granted, if I'm the coach – you go with go for it. In fact, like, Gallo, I put Rogers. my common sense hat on and say I'm not giving the ball to the goat to win the game. I, I get that, but they already picked his ass <laughs> twice in the second half. So what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, and it should have been that situation. Rodgers should have ran it in in that he on that should've. third down. On that third uh, down, so he did open. it against the Rams. He did it against the Rams, and he couldn't do it against Tampa Bay. He wanted yep. to force it into Devontae Adams with two guys on him. I'm still pissed about that, but I look, agree. Look, yeah, I, I, if I'm the coach, Rodgers is, is going for it on fourth down. Fuck the – excuse my language. Screw the field goal. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, that, was, that was not thinking too smart. That's thinking analytical, and that's what's happening in baseball. 
Uh, and now it's happening in football. I hate it. I hate Where's it. your gut, right? Where's your gut? Where's your gut? Yeah, quit yeah. looking at the worksheet Where's and just go ball? with what's working. <laughs> yeah. You have no marbles. No marbles. <laughs> no huevos. No huevos. No huevos. <laughs> All right, last but not least, all right, let me ask you guys this. I'm curious, and, and we will nitpick and, and destroy your answer based on how we feel, but now the Super Bowl is set. We know it's the Chiefs. We know it's the Bucks. So, Geeker, we'll start with you. What's your prediction for the Super Bowl? What's the final score? Who's winning? Who's taking home the Lombardi? I, uh, I have a hard time thinking Mahomes is ever going to lose a Super Bowl. He's in. And uh, I'm going to take Mahomes – not the Chiefs. I'm taking Mahomes, <laughs> and I will say it's uh, they're going to get in the 30 plus range. So 34, 27. Nah, can't get Brady. Yeah, 34, 27. Brady okay, all right, fair enough. 34, 27. 34, 27. We got the Chiefs. Right. That's, that's what. No, not the Chiefs. Mahomes, man. Mahomes. Mahomes single handedly 34. Right. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. No, Tyreek Hill don't matter. No, Kelsey. Jesus, Kelsey. My God. <laughs> All right, that guy is brutal. Gallo, what are you? What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? What's your prediction? I've I've had a couple of days to let this soak in right now, and I did fall for that last year when I'm the NFC the 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 the, the giant. I mean, sorry, the 49ers whooped our ass on the ground. Grappolo barely passed the ball. I thought that San Francisco defense was going to stop Mahomes, but then they 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 went up in the first half, and then Mahomes came back and won. My 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 my. I've beaten this up in my head. It's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Tampa Bay's defense is no joke. It's no joke. I, I I see myself getting three and a half. If I'm betting the game, give me the three and a half. I think Brady wins his seventh ring, which makes me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to say the final is going to be 38-34. And Ooh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay 38-34 is what you're saying. I'll Ooh. bet the over. Take Ooh. Tampa Bay. All right. So, Bay. so I noticed that both of you have selected the team that beat your squads to win the Super Bowl. So does that make you the second best team in the NFL? How are you? How are you always, analyzing? That? Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> we take Brady. We'll take him right now. Hey, hey. I'll be honest. I, I I'm not gonna bet against Brady ever again. Never. I ain't no, gonna do it until no. even if he. If he's working at Walmart, I'm gonna go take my stuff to him in that checkout aisle. <laughs> I mean, I'm grabbing Eli and let's go. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Yep, I know. I know. Hey, I- I'm just saying, let's go to Tampa. You guys got p- media passes? I'll I'll sit right next to you and I'll buy. The hey, we'll be on Super Bowl Row, we- we- Media Row. We'll be right there. So you got him, brother. I don't know if anybody else will be there, but we'll be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all 58 of us. All 58 of us. There you go. No, it's just, you know, it just, this one burns, guys. Lambo, we're in Lambo. We have the, the doors wide open to Tampa and we take a shit. Uh, well, guys, we feel incredibly bad for both your fan bases because honestly, the Packers have had two of the best quarterbacks of all time and they have shit to all show time. for it. And then the Bills were due, man. Like they've gone through everything to get back to where they were and, and Josh Allen and all that stuff. So, hey, so. The only difference between the Braves and the Bills, because I'm a huge Braves fan, is the Braves actually won. You got one. They didn't get one. Y'all never won (laughs) shit. Uh, Uh, You guys might get another one before we do, man. Yeah, Yeah. it might be. By the way, if you guys look it up, I was a part of that 18-inning marathon playoff game against the Braves. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I I looked over as soon as I heard about you. (laughs) Hey, I picked in the fifth (laughs) inning of that game. I only faced one hitter or two hitters, and I was like, that's it? That's all I got? I know. Hey, Divine, that kid came from college, and he's throwing in the postseason, and he gives up a homer to uh, a tennis a Tennessean. But, yeah, sorry about that. You're killing me, I'm a Cubs fan, so I can take it killing me, Gallo. Man, hey, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, it's fun that how this stuff kind of crosses over to all sports. Like, we're not trying to completely do that, but like, we feel bad for Bills Mafia. We feel bad for Packer Nation. Like, we, you know, not bad fan bases. We trust me. We we respect Tom Brady, but we didn't want him there. I live on the state borderline in Wisconsin. They're good people. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah have you guys been to lambo have any of you guys been to lambo no not at all no gotta go gotta go wear your gear of any team you want and go the fans are cool i believe don't that. be an idiot that's all <laughs> i believe that hey believe me if i was going to lambo i was going to wear my packers uh gear no matter what <laughs> <laughs> you wear your, if the raiders are there you could go I, you know i think the rams 
See, I, I'm down here in SoCal. The Rams do go travel to Lambeau again next year, I think, and I'll, I'm, I'll be at that game. So we'll be in touch. See, awesome. I know how it is when Oklahoma comes to Morgantown for the West Virginia game. So, Ooh. yeah. Ouch. I'm just gonna wear my. I'm just gonna wear some Packers gear and try to blend in, brother. <laughs> I know, but hey, if Buffalo plays the Packers at any time, I'd like to go to Buffalo and see the Packers play. Absolutely. Nah, Absolutely. I, I think there's mutual respect between those fan bases. That's a beautiful thing. I believe you. My best hey, friend growing up was a Packer fan. Well, okay, but would Packer fans be uh, abused in Buffalo, or would they? Be oh no. Okay? Okay, no, we're gonna buy you wings and we're gonna take you around the town and get you drunk. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Hey. Circle the wagon, baby. <laughs> you only go. Uh, no, but you, you only go through two tables instead of ten, <laughs> and they won't set them on fire. <laughs> By the way, you guys ever in SoCal? Blow me up. I'll take care of you. I got a smoker, and believe me, this Southern California boy can smoke some wings. Don't I'm say just, that oh, if yeah. he can't let us hold you to it, because we absolutely nope. will. Bring it. Just bring some beer from your neck of the woods. Dude, we can <laughs> do that. Hey, we'll bring the shine from West Virginia, brother. You'll go blind. No shit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, the bottom line is this this season sucked, but it's, I'm praying for a good Super Bowl. I'm praying for a good Super Bowl. Hey, that's all we all are wishing for right now. But, guys, we want to appreciate you for coming on the show. You've been fantastic. We appreciate getting some insight from each fan base. And for all intents and purposes – Let's just hope we get a good Super Bowl. Amen. Stay healthy, everybody. Thank you very much for having us. Stay healthy. You know what? I enjoy always spending time with you guys, and we've had our flights of beer, and Biggie's had his bourbon and a little bit of beer too, right? What are you drinking down there, bud? Avalanche Amber Ale, Breckenridge Brewery, Pine, Colorado. Fine Colorado Ales. It's very good. Caramel malt body with a light hop character. See, that should have been a sponsorship plug right there. We need to get on the horn and get them uh, to come back and pay us for you saying that because that was eloquently put. It was. Even one if it was just bourbon, one scotch, and 35 <laughs> flights of beer. Many beers. <laughs> we like our flights, though. We mix yeah. it up now, so yeah. we, we've definitely stepped our game We're up. We're fancy. But uh, last night – he's out. Last night I did not do much drinking, but I couldn't sleep, and I ended up uh, was sitting on the couch, couldn't find anything, and lo and behold, on demand, there it was, the Tiger documentary. And I've seen bits and pieces of it on HBO, but I, I never wanted to watch it because I didn't get to see it from the beginning. So I sat down last night, watched it. The first episode's two-part. First episode went off. The way it ended, I was like, well, damn it to hell. I got to watch the second one now. So I watched them back-to-back. Went to bed about 4.30 last night because I was enamored with the Tiger Woods documentary. Have you guys had a chance to see this yet? I caught a little bit, a back end of the first episode, and I hadn't had a chance to go back and watch through any of it. That's just what I happened to catch uh, Tuesday night, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, what about you, Mr. Brown? I've only seen the preview, so how long is it total for everything? Uh, three hours probably. For, for the whole thing. Yeah, I think each are probably a little over an hour, so maybe you know three hours by the time it's all said and done. Um, the, the thing that kind of stuck with me is they did a really good job kind of explaining like his upbringing and, and how his dad was, and my God, did they not put pressure on that boy. Like he, he was supposed to be bigger than Gandhi at unifying people. Like he's a golfer for all things, but it was nuts, and it kind of goes through – how his dad was with him and then like some of the things that caused him to drift apart as they got older. And then it kind of circled back and explained some of the stuff that Tiger got in trouble with was really, uh, rooted with his old man. <laughs> so it was, it was quite an interesting tale, but they cut the first episode off with, uh, one of the mistresses, you know, right there with the interview. And it was, she's like, what am I supposed to say? And then it just went off. I was like, no. I was like, right That's now. why you watch the second I one. I was like, all right, I got to watch the second one. And, but it was, so, it was great. When he'd go out, he loved Vegas. He wanted his, you know, privacy. So he'd run out an entire floor of a Vegas casino. What you, was his, uh, you know, who, it was Ambien and, uh, yeah, he had an Ambien problem. He, he got on, uh, Percocets too and just painkillers because of, uh, the surgeries he had and whatnot. But do you know who, who he used to hang out in Vegas with? Who? Uh, Barkley and Jordan. Really? Yeah. And like, so Tiger's like kind of the nerd out of that group, you know, and they'd be around all these girls and, you know, he's like, I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to really say. I did see and, that. And, and Michael Jordan's just like, you tell him you're Tiger Woods. Yep. That's all you need to say. 
I mean, it was great. But it, it's like whether you're a big golf fan or not, like the the impact he had on that sport, we all know what it is. And and the fact for him to go through what he did, only to come back and he won the Masters here, you know, what, I guess two years ago now. And you know, it, it was just uh, it, it was great storytelling. It was really a phenomenal thing. So I, I'm just saying, like, it's worth the watch. So anyone who's golfed before knows how extremely difficult the game is to play at the level he did, winning major after major. You have the the Tiger Grand Slam, right, or the Tiger Slam. To be doing what he was doing outside of the public eye, keeping all of that as quiet as it was, then performing commercials, takes an incredible amount of like mental. They time it out where you see what's happening behind the scenes versus what's happening on the course, and you're like, oh, my God. To me, that's the most amazing part of it is that he didn't crack somewhere in there living an absolute double life. He should have cracked a long time ago. Yeah. Like, it's it's insanity how, how it happened. And then, like I said, for him to come back, just unbelievable. I mean, it's. You know, it's not the last dance. You know, I still hold that in pretty high regard, but it's, it's, you know, it's solid. It's worth the watch. The interviews are great. The people they have on there, family, friends, former girlfriends. I mean, just pros, peer. Like my favorite guy on there is Nick Faldo talking about him. And it's just, it's fantastic. I just, it, you got to watch it. I got I, one question. Was there any uh, John Daly in there? There was no John Daly. Oh. <laughs> no, that would have tied it all together, right? No, there. but they they had they talked a lot about like him and Phil for a, a certain segment or two where it talked about why Tiger doesn't like Phil, and it really just comes down to Phil Mickelson's got the most gifted swing in the history of golf. And Tiger Woods is looking at him. He's like, you fat slob. You're 20 pounds overweight. I'm working my ass off for this. Yep. And you, you could be the best ever if you just even gave a shit. Like, that's how he looked at it. It does kill me, though, that Tiger, at the height up until what, 2009, he's doing all of this. No one knows. And he's just dominating the world, the world of advertising, uh, the world of golf. All of a sudden, it cracks, and his whole golf game, his entire life fell apart for years, and that's what you said before. The most amazing thing is to come back from that in that spotlight and win the Masters. Well, they they do go into detail about how it almost broke once before, and they kind of worked out a deal so the National Enquirer wouldn't report all the things they did. So it's uh-huh. it's it's kind of interesting to see how that plays out. But you got to give it a give it a watch. And for people listening, you got to check it out, even if you're not a golf fan. Just the the fable of the sports because Tiger Woods is in that that category of certain guys like a Michael Jordan or a Tom Brady. I mean, he he's that guy. I mean, hell, I just told you he was partying in Vegas with Jordan and Barkley anyway. So, you know, that that's the type of I mean, guy. Where the hell is Rodman? Well, Rodman's always in Vegas. He was in the United <laughs> Center with Carmen that that's day. back when he was yeah. in Chicago. He was on the court that day. <laughs> anyway, it, it was a – Ground you to the floor. <laughs> uh, easy now. Hey, I love some Carmen. Yeah, there you go. Just saying. Just let that be known. Yep. But, guys, I had a, a fun time tonight. We had some great uh, interactions with some uh, football fans tonight, so that was interesting. So uh, we'll try to get a video up for everybody to take a look at on that. But uh, I guess uh, that's all I got, man. I can't wait to do this again next week because we got the Super Bowl next week. So uh, we we watching it here. What are we doing? We're going to watch it here, and we're going to bring on a couple of crazy uh, Bucks and Chiefs fans, and they're going to battle it out. Ah, uh, can't wait. Celebrity can't wait. death match. That's it. Let's get it on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Have a good weekend. Enjoy it. We will see you next week.